Hello, she's, he's, and them's. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Emma, Layla, and Muhammad. And we're going to talk about our driving question for theology. Layla, please tell us the driving question. This, uh, so our driving question is, what influence does religion and religious and philosophical ideas have on conflict between various cultures? Here is our answer. Theology is the study of religion and has a direct influence on the way society is shaped and formed. Influences on society and how it is constructed depends on its type of religion. There are many forms of faith, but Christianity, Muslims, and Buddhism are found across the globe. Each religion has specific rules and ethics focused on morals that should be followed. Theology also focuses on the core relationship of the family, which provides an idealized model for all other relationships. In other words, the center of any society is directed by their morals. These beliefs contribute to how a culture is shaped. For example, religion influences music, art, and even the foods that can or cannot be consumed. Philosophical ideas not only impact culture, but can also cause conflict between cultures. Since there are rules in religions that can't be broken, conflict occurs. According to an article called Religion and Conflict by Eric Bram, all religions have their accepted dogma, or articles of belief, that followers must accept without question. This can lead to inflexibility and tolerance in the face of other beliefs. Therefore, religious rules and their opposing perspectives lead to war without realizing how their morals align. So, so a lot of religions align by, because most of it's kind of like split up of each other, which is like, so an example here is Christianity and Judaism, which Christianity was born off of the Jewish religion. And that um, many religions kind of have the same base morals as each other. It's all connected and kind of made by each other. Correct. Uh, so we have Islam here, which they believe in kind of the the. It's just many religions try to make the same concept as each other but they're told in different ways i would say and do you have anything to add on to that okay continue please mohammed all right so um i think that maybe because there's a lot of kind of conflict between each other even though we have the same morals same everything but a lot of people still have that mutual conflict with each other about who's better and who's correct even though we are kind of all the same all right do you have anything to add on to that emma according to an estimate by the council of on foreign relations while Shia represent the majority of the population in Iran, Iraq, what does that say? Tell me. 
of Bahrain and Azerbaijan and a plur plurality in, in Lebanon. Sunnis are, are the majority in more than 40% in 40 other countries from Morocco to Indonesia. Despite their differences, Sunni and Shia have lived alongside each other in relative peace for most of history, but starting in the late 20th century, the Shiism depended deepened deepened exploding into violence in many parts of the Middle East as extreme brands of Sunni and Shia Islam battle for both religious and political supremacy. The roots of Sunni Shia divide can be traced all the way back to the 17th century, soon after the death of Prophet Muhammad in AD 332, while most of Muhammad's followers thought that the other elite members of Islamic community should choose his successor. A smaller group believed only someone from Muhammad's family, namely his cousin and son-in-law, Ali, should succeed him. This group became known as the followers of Ali. In Arab in Arabic? Arabic. Arabic. The What do you say that? Shiat. Shiat. Ali. <laughs> or simply Shia. The essence of the problem is that Muhammad died without a male heir. And he clearly stated who should be his successor, says Leslie Has Hazel Hazelton. Weaselton. <laughs> Sorry. So author of After the Prophet and the Epic Story of Shuni Shia's split in Islam. This is important because by the time he died he had basically fought all of the tribes of Arabia brought all of the tribes of Arabia together into a kind of confederation that became um, um, the people or nation of Islam. Eventually, the Sunni majority named for Sunnah or tradition won out and chose Muhammad's close friend Abu Barkar. Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, I don't know, to become the first child, help, help. Um, caliph, caliph, or leader of Islamic community. Ali eventually became the fourth caliph, caliph or 
among us. Shitty. I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. Help. Uh, where is it? Right here. <laughs> I don't know how to spell it either. Let's just say soon. No. She is. Call their leaders. But only after the two that preceded Sheets. him. Sheets. <laughs> but only after the two that preceding him had both been assassinated. Ali himself was killed in 661. As the bitter power struggle between Sunni and Shia continued at stake was not only control of Muhammad's religious and political legacy, but also a great deal of money in the form of taxes and tributes paid by the various tribes united under the banner of Islam. This combination of money and power would only grow within the century after Muhammad's death. His followers had built an empire that stretched from Central Asia to Spain. Muhammad, do you have anything... Um, that you can connect to with your region? Uh, I feel like it's very similar to much of the religions out there, like um, Christianity and... Um, well, Hinduism is kind of like a whole other thing. They focus on dogma and karma, which is... It's like a symbol of life. It's not about kind of... like They don't tell you how what to do they tell you how to do like things in hinduism in these kind of religions they tell you like what you should do instead of how you should do it well some do but most of it tell you how you should do it unlike hinduism okay And that concludes our theology podcast.